atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. They haven't sent us home for the coronavirus yet. we got a great show lined up today. We're talking about a woman who literally ate her engagement ring, among other things. But first of all, we're going to start off with a topic very near and dear to our hearts. Caleb, give us the update on Phil's condition. Well, um, we don't know anything. We haven't heard anything back yet. Uh, Captain Hussein only has seven followers on Instagram. I just pulled it up now. Yikes. And he's following 10 people, so that's not a great statistic to have. <laughs> but he has messaged us privately, and he says that if we get se- uh, 10 followers, okay. then we will get a proof-of-life video of Phil. Proof-of-life video of Phil if we get yes. 10 followers, so please... And we will we will play the audio on the air for everyone to yes. prove that Phil is still alive. Please, please, we implore you, a man's life is at stake. This is very important. Please save Phil. And now, let's go to Wacky World. <laughs> I don't believe there's something you don't see every day. All right, to start us off, I've got a story about a California woman who dreamed about eating her engagement ring and then woke up to find out that she actually did. (laughs) So Jenna Evans was on a high-speed train uh, with her fiancé, and then they were threatened by some bad guys, and so she decided to protect her 2.4-carat diamond engagement ring by swallowing it. She says... I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) And then she woke up. (laughs) Oh, no. And she was relieved to find that the whole thing was a weird dream, reminiscent of like a James Bond film. Yeah. But uh, then she realized that her engagement ring was no longer on her finger. Oh, dear. So Evans has a history of sleepwalking and had swallowed her ring by acting out her dream in her sleep. (laughs) She said, when I woke up in the morning, there was no ring on my finger. And then she had to wake up her fiancé and tell him that she had swallowed her (laughs) engagement ring. Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So she had to go to an urgent care clinic, and doctors decided against letting the ring pass through here naturally, uh, which sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah, especially this 2.4 carat diamond. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) So she said that uh, she began to cry as she signed the release forms for an upper endoscopy fearing that she would die during the procedure and not get to fulfill her lifelong dream of marrying her fiance bobby howell (laughs) so they actually did an x-ray of her and found the the ring in her upper intestine and then she's quoted as saying i waited a long time for that engagement ring and i will marry bobby howell (laughs) Ooh, sounds like there's a backstory there (laughs) yeah i know right so so they just went up in there and just (laughs) grabbed it and pulled it out i don't want to think about it okay (laughs) So I was actually curious. So I, I looked up to see if I could find any statistics on people swallowing rings, just because engagement rings are oftentimes put in food right. or drinks. Wait, what? Nick, you need to get up to speed. <laughs> 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 Apparently, it's more common for children to do it. Um, huh. But I couldn't really actually find any Women hard get, and fast wait, statistics. Wait, children getting engaged? No, swallowing rings, oh. <laughs> Nick. Yeah, my sister swallowed a ring oh when my she was young. Gosh. Yeah, it was like a plastic toy ring. I don't think and that she counts. was probably like three or four years old and she swallowed it and they count? decide to let it pass naturally. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, my parents, <laughs> but my parents had to um, check <laughs> every time 
she went to the bathroom to make no. sure until they knew when it oh, was through her. Oh my goodness, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's terrible. That's awful. Yeah, fun times. So apparently, in 2018, this is the only thing I could find. In 2018, a man in a Turkish jewelry store swallowed a forty thousand dollar ring in an attempt to evade the police. No way. <laughs> yes, but he was taken to a local hospital and they X-rayed him and they found the ring, so he was busted. Oh, darn, almost got away with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, so what I've got here, an 80-year-old man in France blows up a kitchen trying to swat a fly. Sounds like Ratatouille. You know that scene yeah. in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty close. So uh, th- this guy was trying to... <laughs> she shoots up the place. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best scene in that whole movie. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Anyway, so this uh, this eighty year old French guy was trying to swat. He was the even f- French. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot get you off this ratatouille thing, can we? <laughs> yes. Eventually. So, so, so this guy, you'll be talking about this movie all night, guarantee it. So this guy takes one of those like tennis racket, electric bug zapper things, and he goes to swing for the fly. But what he didn't know was that his gas stove oh was leaking. Gosh. And so when he makes connection with the fly there's the spark which ignites the gas that was leaking in his kitchen blows the roof off of his house and destroys the kitchen but the man miraculously survived by diving onto the floor i love that he literally blew the roof off of his house (laughs) yes yes it is gone now this is not actually the first time something like this has happened there was a guy who in attempting to kill a spider with a homemade flamethrower, burned his house down. Is this is this a Florida man? <laughs> I'd be willing to bet it was a Florida man. <laughs> is French man like the the Florida man of Europe? I don't know, because there is a Belgian man whose heart was buried in a fountain. <laughs> That's my story. He was a mayor, actually. For years, it was just an urban myth. Then the diggers moved in and found it was true. That the heart of a former mayor of the eastern Belgian city of, probably butchering this, Verviers, recently was buried under a fountain. So it was a small metal box containing Pierre David's heart in an ethanol-filled jar. And they were renovating the city's stone fountain, and they found the heart. This yeah. reminds me of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, apparently, like, I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> Guess what's inside it? Yeah. Oh, Apparently, the relic is mentioned in civic documents, huh. but until it was found, no one really believed it. So, like, how old is it? Like, how long has it been there? Um, so, he died in 1839 what? after falling from a building. Oh he was the gosh. city's first mayor, <laughs> and um, they built the fountain in his honor, and with his family's permission, placed his heart under stone in the monument in 1883. So, like, 40 uh. years, 44 years after he died... So it was weird to me is that they had his right, heart. The heart was just like, did they dig it up or well, was he it was preserved? Still, but, you know? but don't they take all the organs out when they like embalm someone though? I'm not sure. But yeah, so now it's on display at the Museum of Fine Arts and Ceramics in Belgium uh, and will be returned to the Fontaine David in the city's Palace Verte once the renovation is so they're going to put it Complete. back? Oh, so the... F- yeah. So they're <laughs> going to rebury the heart. Yeah. Probably for the third time. Throw it back they're in. They're going to yeah, rebury wow. the heart. Yeah, because I would think that if it was like 40 years later, wow. they probably... 
dug it up. Yeah. yeah. Him like a normal person and then dug it up, took out his heart. Yeah, I don't think they his heart. I don't think they embalm people in the 1800s like they do today. <laughs> they just throw them in the dirt. <laughs> You're in. And unlike you guys where you said, you know, people have swallowed rings before and whatnot. I don't know of any other example of a mayor whose heart has been <laughs> preserved in monument in the middle of his town. Yeah. And neither did the museum's deputy curator. So anyway, moving on from that, you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hills, 101.7 FM. And as you all are probably aware, I should hope you're aware, of the coronavirus that has been plaguing our nation for the past who knows how long. But back in February, it wasn't such a big talking point. We actually right. discussed it on our show and decided to take it out because we thought it was too boring, right. too uh, serious. Let's, and let's be clear. You decided to cut it yeah. because you said it was, quote, too dark. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, guess who predicted the future? Because uh, it was more serious. The guy who wrote that segment, me. <laughs> well, it was a little more serious than we thought. You guys thought it would be something funny to talk about. And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And boy, were we wrong. So we figured we would go back and listen to our old predictions about the coronavirus and then just kind of get an idea of where we were, react to what we thought. So, uh, Let's roll it. The flu season is running rampant on campus, and if that wasn't bad enough, it is now coronavirus season. So we're going to have an update on the latest Chinese viral trend, the coronavirus. Uh, The latest from the World Health Organization. Who? That is correct. Uh, There are at least 6,000 cases reported in China and 91 cases outside of the U.S., Uh, In the U.S., there's a little bit of clamor going on. Stores everywhere are reporting shortages of face masks, hand sanitizers, and essential oils as suburban moms everywhere (laughs) prepare for the plague to make landfall. Those essential oils really come in handy when you're facing the zombie apocalypse. Have you guys purchased any of those items yet? No. Yeah, we're we're falling behind. (laughs) All right. So good to hear his voice. Uh, Phase one of a vaccine is actually underway in development and is expected to be completed in three months, (laughs) but the full release of the vaccine is expected to be completed in a year. Hmm. Yikes. Well, I hope we get it cleared up a whole lot sooner than that. <laughs> oh. I think we all did, and <laughs> that just didn't happen. Uh, we we might have just jinxed it. Dude. You know, I will say, upon listening to it again, I think I would make the same statement. Except I don't think I said it was too dark. I just said it was too boring. <laughs> oh. Ouch. I think we're all tired of hearing these coronavirus numbers. But, but see, the thing is, this came out way before the trend, so... It's true. It's yeah. true. Before yeah. the trending numbers. I think the, the funniest part is the vaccine, what, in three months? <laughs> this yeah. was a fe- yeah, that would have right. been May. Yeah. And what, the the fastest developed vaccine was like, what, two years? Yeah, the no, one, th- no one can get it developed well, in three months. Russia the has a vaccine now, guys. Come on, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we were even hoping for it a year, like maybe, but at that point, like, will we even need it? <laughs> That's a hot take right there. There's more where that came from, because you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And now it's time for an old classic, Ask Hillsdale. We asked our intrepid reporter slash producer, Josh, to go around and ask students to do impression of campus figures like Chief and Dr. Arne. So without further ado, here's that. Give me your best Chief impression. G-A-S, you know what that spells? Gas, you know what that means? God above self. You gotta man up, you gotta deal with it. (laughs) Give me your best impression of Dr. Arn. Which one's the better couple name? Arnistotle 
or Aristotle. Do your best impression of Chief Rogers. You gotta deal with it. Why do do your best impression of Larry Arn. But, but why? Why do we do these things? That was so good. It's our job to uh, have college. <laughs> Dear best chief. Like, man, listen, man. Like, you guys are focused on your GPA. You got to be focused on the G-O-D. You know what I mean? Dear best impression of Chief Rogers. So you're having a bad day, right? That's what I hear. You know what you got to do? You got to deal with it, son. I get the sense he says those things to you guys a lot. Yes. Apparently, Chief just wants you to deal with it. Man up. I feel, uh, Nick, he's you've never, probably got a good Chief he's impression. Never told, hey, he's man. never told me to deal with it. Well, it's probably because you're not a dude. Yeah. yeah. Probably you got to deal with it. What he's told me, though, is that I'm a strong woman who doesn't need the help of men. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very gender sensitive to say yeah. deal with it to a lady. Speaking of ladies, it's time to talk about fashion. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back. Do you know that movie that's from, Rachel? No. I the Devil no Wears Prada. What? Oh, I have yeah. seen that movie. Long time ago. I have ago. not seen that now, movie. Now, someone who has definitely probably seen The Devil Wears Prada, we have fashion expert sophomore Alora Gage. Hi, Laura. Hello. Thanks for coming out. So uh, I'm sure the good people listening would like to know why Alora has come on mm-hmm. to the loft. And we're doing a bit of a experiment, kind of. So we're going to really see if Dress to Impress is like a real thing. So we have decided that next week, I'm only going to wear the clothes that Alora, fashion expert, picks out for me. Because apparently my style is not that great. Yeah, I mean, sweatshirts so with khakis is not a look. Yeah. You're, you're Mr. Hillsdale. You just, anything with Hillsdale on it that's like a little oversized. He's wearing it right now. Oh She's goodness. just roasting him on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. The first time I met you, I was going to warn you about a feral squirrel that was nested on your head. And uh, then you started combing the squirrel. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, that's bad. So uh, one time, now not saying that the signs weren't there about my fashion being bad, I was in Chicago during the polar vortex and on a band trip and we had just left a restaurant and there was a homeless guy on the sidewalk and my first friend you know, gave him some food. He's like, thanks man. Second friend gave him a couple bucks. He's like, thanks. I offered him my coat and he said, no thanks, I'd rather freeze. <laughs> I've actually seen homeless people offer you clothes. <laughs> oh. I was wondering, have you ever had a donation rejected by the Salvation Army? <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's go back to your hair real quick. Oh, no. Um I really can't say much about it. Um but at least it hides whatever head trauma makes you think that that look is a good idea. <laughs> I was going to ask you what your girlfriend thinks of your style, but there's no way you have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think your your vibe is definitely like, "Hey there, I'm single." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fashion emergency right here. So, Alora, what are some of the things that you look at when you see a guy like me? Usually what I can see is that your mom definitely taught you how to dress yourself, which isn't always the worst thing. But they're usually pretty thrifty, and so they think you should buy things six sizes too big. And I don't understand that, especially when you're young and you're in your prime. I mean, He's a growing boy. Yeah, show yourself off a little bit. Um, 
Also, yeah, your haircut. <laughs> just you look like the Lego man. Like you look like I could just like, pop you off your hair. You could just stick hair. it on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so something had to be done. We needed a little texture there, and I think another thing that a lot of guys run into is they buy the wrong shoes. Please don't buy shoes just because they're comfortable. Sometimes beauty is pain, and sometimes some really nice looking shoes are really comfortable. You just got to give it a try. So it's true. I'll second that. Insoles are everything. And don't, don't, just please stop wearing cargo pants and cargo oh, shorts. Especially the ones that <laughs> zip. I'm wearing them right now. Yes, the ones that you zip on. Zip off cargo shorts right now. The ones that become shorts. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. All right, so what are some changes that you're going to be making? Like, what are people going to see the new Nick Trellia for the next week on campus? You will see more rich colors. You will see a lot of better fitting clothes. So you can actually, like, see what your body type is. You're not just, like, a floating bag. (laughs) Basically, Nick, right now, Nick is a bland bag. (laughs) And by the end of the week, he's going to look. Okay, this is a real (laughs) critique. Is that I don't think you should shove your sweatshirt sleeves up to your elbow his forearms are like something that's going for him but if he wore actually like tight fitting shirts (laughs) it wouldn't matter (laughs) nick is so uncomfortable right now (laughs) that's great i I try to make myself as small as possible (laughs) yeah and so i think the goal is to make you feel more confident walking around and people will pick up on that and they'll see that you're dressing better and they'll really like that and don't forget, better fitting jeans, dark wash jeans, slim fit jeans. It'll be wonderful. It'll be magical. Just more jeans and less cargo. Yes. In general. Oh my gosh. I'm so functional. <laughs> less is more with You're your pockets. You're in class. <laughs> you don't need cargo shorts when you walk around all day with a backpack. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> yes, I do. There may come a time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Alora, for uh, helping us out here with this fashion emergency. No problem. <laughs> And you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And next up, we have a game. So what you got, Josh? All right. Today we're going to be guessing, you guys are going to be guessing the movie based on this review that I read to you. So uh, well, let's just start off with the very first one. This one, one star by Wu Kang. <laughs> he took his six and his eight-year-olds to see this. They were crying and scared all night. Now they think Iron Man is going to stab them with a sword when they're sleeping. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so Iron Man with a sword? With a sword. Uh, it sounds like it could be like Lord of the Rings. Iron Man? Man. Lord of the Rings. You know oh. all the... the oh, <laughs> I think... Okay, okay. I'm going to put my guess in. Pacific Rim is my guess. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Gosh. Man, these games are much harder being on the host side. Yeah. I'm going to say Deadpool. Oh, okay. That's actually a really good guess. <laughs> it looks kind of like Iron Man, right? Yeah, a little bit. Transformers? All right. So, Khalid got it right. Yes. yes. I know this because it's a hard R movie, and a lot of parents took their kids to see it thinking it was a yeah, kid's movie. it was not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got those Which is really sad, but. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He actually has that. Yeah. He's yep. He's got the swords. All right. That's one for Khalid. All right. Next one. A one-star review by Joe Watson. Uh, it's hard to believe that a hotel that size in Colorado would close in the winter with all the skiing business. Oh, this is The, the Shining. shining. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I guess we both got to stick with it now, though, because we yeah. both said it at the same time. Oh, got it. 
That's what you got, Rachel. For once, I promise you, that's what I was going to say. You guys are faster than me, so <laughs> hey, I guess hey. I'll just go for zero with that one. I'll well, take Rachel, the L. Well, we're wrong. It was the train. <laughs> 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 nice. All right, moving on. Uh, One-star review by Mike Watson. Oh, yeah, a boat this big could really sink. Titanic. <laughs> yeah, Titanic. Yeah. I got That's it. too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The Titanic. Mm-hmm. This sick. one is the Titanic. Yeah. True, though. All right. This one actually has five stars. Uh, <laughs> great story, but I felt the obese airbag could have been a bit more expressive. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Big Hero Six. Well, he's got it right, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what other movie has an obese airbag? Maybe you talk about the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, okay, I'll go with like, Ghostbusters. Why yeah, not? I'll go with Rudolph, the abominable <laughs> snowman. Yes, <laughs> yes uh, Nick got it right. It yep. was the Big Hero 6. Hey. Uh, this one, again, has five stars. Uh, the Vengeance of a Dad's Love, Praise the Lord. That is the title. This is by Billy Crone. This movie kept me on my seat through the whole thing. The Vengeance of a Dad's Love, Praise the Lord. Oh my gosh. Finding uh, Nemo. Oh, 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 Taken? <laughs> no, I'm sure it's Finding Nemo. It's gotta be Finding Nemo. <laughs> it probably is Finding Nemo. <laughs> what is no, it? It is Taken. Oh! Yes! What? There we go. Taken is basically Finding Nemo. You know, this game is making me realize that I haven't seen like any of these movies. Me either. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, at some point when you made the third one, you'd have to wonder, is he... Uh, is his daughter really that appealing, or is he just a bad dad? <laughs> <laughs> Can we air that? Yes. I don't know what you're referencing, and I have a bad feeling about this. You haven't seen Taken? I will find you, oh, and I will kill you. Liam Neeson, his daughter gets taken three times, three separate yeah. movies. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I, I told you, I said this game is making me realize how few movies I've seen. Maybe, maybe the bad guys just want to get the clout of being beat up by Liam Neeson. Yeah. Mm. Mason is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Cloud is everything. Okay. Uh, the last one. One star review titled Misleading. This is by Michael M. I screened this film for the students in my ninth grade algebra cra- class and was very upset. Algebra class. Algebra uh, class. Math. Okay. Oh, it's... Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. But it's about math? It's got Matt Damon and it's about math. I can't remember the Good name, Will but I'm hunting. calling it. Downsizing? Yeah, Good Hunting. <laughs> Hi. Good, Good Will Hunting, hunting is what I'm going to... It's about it. I was well, thinking that movie we. that's like downsizing. <laughs> that's what I was going <laughs> Downsizing. Yeah, isn't what? that what it's called? It's got, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Matt Damon. That's why I thought. Oh. None of you, again, are correct. This oh. one is Life of Pi. Oh! P.I. Oh. 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 oh my god. That's awful. That's like I swear, downsizing. I've heard in my life. That actually is. All right, so no one was keeping scores. So we don't know who yes. won. I'm pretty sure I won. But we'll give, just give it to Caleb. <laughs> Anyone, so, anyone out there listening so can uh, can replay this and see if we're right. Yeah, yeah. Please let us know. Please yell at us across uh, campus. Downsizing. It was a movie with Matt Damon. I'm telling you. <laughs> Good for you, Rachel. Uh, awesome. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Please do not forget to follow Captain Usain on Instagram. That's right. And join us next week to see what happens when Nick decides to be fashionable. <laughs>